What's up, Championship Vision listeners? It's Andrew from Dr. Dish Basketball, and we are thrilled to share our passion for the game with you. Our commitment to helping coaches and players be better every day has made us the number one selling basketball shooting machine on the market today. Our cutting-edge technology and user-friendly interface ensure that players of all levels can benefit from our machines. We take pride in being the first to bring you features like multiplayer mode, advanced Stats progression and our patented swivel net technology to help you train the inside and outside game with the efficiency of a shooting machine. From high schools to colleges and even professional NBA teams, Dr. Dish Basketball is there to elevate your performance. And as a special offer for our listeners here today, just mention Championship Vision, this podcast, for an exclusive discount. Visit us over at drdishbasketball.com. That's drdishbasketball.com to learn more. And remember, be better every day. Coaches, are you tired of dealing with sticky mats anytime your team plays on a dusty court? Stop carrying off expensive sticky sheets after expensive sticky sheets while you're trying to coach and just get your team game long grip even on dusty courts. Grip Spritz gives your basketball shoes longer lasting grip on dusty courts while saving your school money. Use it pregame and put it away. Your shoes are good to go all game long. Grip Spritz, better grip, better game. All right, recording in progress, coach. Here we go. Hey, um, today is episode 339 of the Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, we're bringing back an old friend here that uh, is one of the best coaches, in, I think, in the country as girls basketball, uh, Coach Jarrett Huntsinger. Uh, from School of the Osage. Hopefully I said that right, Coach. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back to the podcast. Hey, I appreciate it, Kevin. I think this is maybe the third podcast I've done, and this will be the third clinic I spoke at, spoke out. And I was excited when you kind of reached out, wanted to know if I wanted to come back this year to do it because yeah. I love what you're doing down there with the clinics. And it gives me a chance from being out of state, being from Missouri, it gives me a chance to take a network and – um and not only you, but I've stayed in close, you know, in touch with Gene Durden over the years sure, and, sure. and others from previous clinics. So it gives me a chance to kind of network as well. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for coming back. Uh, you know, I really, uh, I enjoy meeting like specialists. I consider you a specialist, particularly in the one, two, two, uh, you know, zone and so forth. You've done a great job building that defense. Uh, but before we get into that, talk about where you are now. And also the great success you had at Boonville. Uh, I know you had a record of 214 and 57 over a certain period of time, but talk, talk a little bit about um, your career. Sure. Well, the last 10 years before, this will be my second year at School of the Osage and School of the Osage is, lo is located at uh, Lake of the Ozarks here in basically, you know, south of mid-Missouri area. 
but the previous 10, I was up at Boonville, Missouri, and had, like you said, had quite a bit of success, a couple of Final Fours, a state championship team in, in 2021, um, number like eight conference championships, you know, um, like five district championships. And so a lot of success. And, and that kind of, when you have success, that kind of opens up paths. Um, right. Osage reached out. And the thing with Boonville and Osage is it's in the same conference. And a lot of times we're in the same, a lot of times, sometimes we've been in the same district when it comes to in the season. So uh, it was pretty bittersweet. Uh, we still, a lot of friends up in Boonville consider that kind of home, especially with our kids. They grew up there. Um, but it was a, it was a chance, especially with, with me financially, um, with about seven years, six, seven years left, um, you know, financially, it, it kind of sets you up for retirement. And then also school, of the Osage goes four days a week. So it's kind of your weeks go by quick. And, uh, and, and I, that's kind of been a nice change for us, but, uh, so I'm kind of hopefully taking, and we're starting to build something here. I think something special at school, of the Osage, I took over for Scott Rowland, who I've known for four or five years and he did some great things here. So I'm kind of um, continuing on with what he did. Um, but, you know, one of the things I did when I first got here was, you know, put in our defense, you know, we played a lot of one, two, two in the past. Mm-hmm. Last year we played a lot of two, two, one back to two, three, but a lot of the same principles as the one, two, two ball press. And and then hopefully with the, the group we have coming up, um, we can kind of go back to the one, two, two a little bit. Yeah, and um, saying saying you made a positive difference is an understatement. You went from five and twenty the year before to fourteen and eleven, coach. So that's pretty. That's a very good upgrade uh, in the program. Tell me a few things that when you came in, what were some key things you did to get them going in the right direction? Well, I think first of all, you take in, you know, you build those relationships. You know, the girls kind of had an idea. I think who I was because us. You know, they had played Boonville before many years, and um, and they kind of knew the style we played and everything, but uh, they didn't know me as a person. So the first thing you do that first summer is build relationships and let these girls know that you're there to take and um, not only, you know, build a basketball program, but also build character with them. And and once they know that, I always like the quote, I think I've said it on here before, but, you know, athletes, and I think especially girls, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And once they do that, they're going to run through a brick wall for you. Um, but something else we did at the lower levels, we started establishing the youth program. Um, I took, we got a school in Boonville, I believe on like a May 20th. And the following week, we moved down here about right then. And the following week, I had my my first youth camp. And uh, so we did, you know, four or so days of youth development with the, with the youth. Um, we started a bunch of different things. We started, a, we call it a run and fun league. Um, I know you'd like to run and stun. We go running fun because it's more of a youth league. Uh, we started that in the falls. Um, we've we've hosted. We've had – there's a Tri-Lakes League that's around Missouri. We got them to come in on the summer to take in, and bring that here to Osage so we don't have to travel as much. We're hopefully going to bring that at the youth level this, this winter as well. So it's given the kids, the youth um, ages, you know, a lot to pick from just to kind of – you know, basketball, I don't think, has been overly important in this area, or at least down here uh, for a number of years. But it's at least kind of give them opportunities to take and, and know this game and learn this game and, and down the road, you know, love this game as well. So, like I said, relationships building, having a good summer with the girls, getting to know them, and then starting that youth youth development is key, which you know how yeah. to do. <laughs> I, I tell you, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I teach K5, K4 PE, Coach. And, and Coach, you know how that that is – 
you're getting on the ground level with those kids and building those relationships early. And I'm at the middle school and I thought that was important for me to take and get, get to the middle school um, to get to know those girls, and build those relationships there, or, you know, they might not know who I am until I get to, until they have me in high school. If I, if I chose that path and I just thought it was important to kind of get them before they came up to that JV and varsity level. Right. And you're teaching PE at the middle school, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat it, man. Teaching PE, man. That's great stuff. It is. Uh, uh, but it's not all about, some people think like, that's all we do. Like all I, I do and so forth or whatever about we play basketball. No, we don't, we don't play a lot of basketball in PE. We're teaching a lot of great, just the same values and same all around skills, motor skills that are important for kids so they can develop and do all around athletes and, and also uh, stress the importance of fitness and health. I'm, I'm sure you do the same. Yes. And definitely. And, and just, you know, that whole aspect of teamwork and working together and everything. And I think it's kind of nice for them, like you say, see you outside of something besides basketball. Right. And, um, and definitely physical education. I, I did health for 10 years at, at Boonville. I kind of miss doing that and yeah. kind of doing those things, but um this <laughs> uh, it, has been it's been 20 years probably since I've been in the gym with PE all day right stuff so um I, I'm kind of getting old Kevin so the it's a lot of standing and the knees aren't uh taking us the best anymore exactly um yeah I feel it every day man and you got to be active with these kids uh, that's pretty awesome coach um talk a little bit about uh we're going to talk about your defense um you're known for the one, two, two ball press on that. So I know you do a great job. Hey, before you get started, talk a little bit about your philosophy of defense in your system. Kind of share with us about that. Well, we, we kind of believe in words such as like attacking disruptive, uh, you know, commanding a little bit, not demanding, but commanding, um, you know, demanding is more of you kind of think you should automatically be respected. Commanding is you kind of earn a little bit and kind of people see how you do things and they kind of, they're, you know, they give you the respect that way. Um, but years ago, probably about 10 or 12 years ago, I took and, and started running the one, two, two ball press. And it was just a way to kind of one, have an identity where people could kind of, when they watch us play, they know what we're doing, but there's going to be years where maybe you aren't as good offensively. You don't have the weapons, the shooters, the inside game. And this is kind of doing something like this kind of gives you um, it's kind of a great equalizer defense. It gives you a chance to take and, you know, get steals and stuff off your defense and kind of honestly, I always tell them our number one offense is our defense. And it, right. it kind of lets us get, uh, you know, have those, those opportunities. So, so it's something I went with, like say about 12 years ago now, I believe. And I will do some type of some form. I, I will always be probably a, a zone, a zone teacher. I know a lot of people are man to man. It has a lot of man-to-man -man principles, but we just want to be aggressive because um, what kids like it, you know, especially when you have athletic teams, it can take it really to the next level. And I've been lucky enough over the last so many years to have those type of teams. But like I said, I think it's just a great equalizer. It's a great program type defense. And I think kids really enjoy running this defense. Yeah. You mentioned a good, and I, I firmly believe this identity is so important on that because I know when teams play us, you know, we might not win every game, but they're going to, they're going to be in. I mean, literally coach, we put in our running stun. We run a two, two, one, dropping back in what we call our 11. So one, one, three kind of matchup. And we, we literally press you 
I mean, on, on right when you come out of the locker room. Exactly. I mean, we got some athletes here, even on misses. Our best, our best um, force and turnovers is on miss shot because teams can't prepare for that, right? No, and we do the same thing, Coach. I mean, when I got to Boonville, and it's the same thing when I got here to school, the Osage, you know, I told them we're going we're gonna to play different than everybody else. And you got to be a salesman. You got to take and give them your vision and and get them excited about what you're doing. So there is that buy-in, but we do the same thing. We took and that with our one, two, two, or even our two, two, one back to two, three, it's a constant makes and misses. We are going to wear you down until you crack type thing. And, and uh, right. what coaching buddy I have up in, in North of in Moberly, Tony Vestal. I remember him saying one time in a, in a, an interview, he said, Boonville just didn't give you, it doesn't allow you time to, to relax. You don't have even time to exhale. You know, when, when they'd get a rebound or something, you know, a lot of times defenses get back and you at least have about five to 10 seconds to take and kind of get organized. You know, we're right up in you. So right when you get that rebound, you have to go against our pressure and um, it, it just mentally and physically wears on you. And there's always that time in the third or fourth quarter um, that you're going to get scoring spurts and you're going to mentally and physically make them kind of wear them out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Coach. I know. I don't know how you feel, Coach, but usually the first and second quarter, teams kind of hang with you. Yep. They're doing fine. I'm telling you that third quarter, right at the beginning, you see the leg weariness, and boom, you go on like a six, eight-point run. I don't know if you see the same thing. We did, and even this summer, you know, like I said, here at the School of the Osage, we got a – I'm excited about this year. This, this team we got coming up, we got a lot of returners. We got – a number of um, freshmen, incoming freshmen, I think they're going to impact us right away. And they give us a little bit more depth, a little bit more athleticism, length. And so we're we're down at a basketball camp this summer. And, you know, you, a team jumped at us on us by about five or six. And by, by the second half, there's a timeout called. And those girls on the other team were pulling shorts. You could tell they were – I mean, they looked like they were about ready to break. And I just told our girls that's exactly, you know – that's we are where we need to be and you're going to watch you're going to and, and right after the timeout we get we get about probably six or eight and from then i think we went by about 15 but um you saw what the defense with the constant pressure and everything can do to a team over time yeah absolutely coach hey um you got your diagram board right there yeah. i want you to i want you to teach us just some key principles in your press please okay well we have, like I say, different pickups. I don't think – can you see that okay, Kevin? Yeah, fine. Yes, sir. Okay, with the one two two, what we're looking at is – I mean, this is our base, if you can see that, is our base yeah. defense. Again, we have, you know, the the one is the, basically the point of the defense. Our twos are usually about 15 feet behind, so they're somewhere around with about an inside foot in the, in the center circle. And the threes, the backs, are 15 feet behind them. So they're somewhere probably around the top of the key. Personnel-wise, the with the top, it, it's nice to have two or three of these because the top is what's going to wear out because they are constantly chasing. They're the ones per, putting pressure on the ball, makes and misses. A lot right. of times this is an athletic – it can be – a lot of times this for us is a some one of our guards. Um, I've had them come in all sizes. I've had the tall six-foot guard that has that length that causes lob passes. I've had somebody who's 5'6", five, 5'7", five, who just – adds more pressure, just gives them a different look, but they have to have a motor on them. Uh, but you know, during the game, 
there's times sometimes where they have to drop back and be two, and when the twos come up and play the one. Twos are usually guards, and our threes are usually more of your your forwards, your centers. Um, it can be a guard back there. That's fine, but uh, that's the personnel. Uh, we played at different levels. The three-quarter court is usually where that's our base. Uh, sometimes we'll run. We'll take them back it up. We'll back it up. So right when they take and come across, we're going to trap, okay, mm -hmm. and more in the front court. And then I'll tell them to kind of I'll, – I'll yell out elbows or quarter court, and we'll come back where we're more like what most people think about their, their half-court defense. And we'll continue to just pressure you, pressure you. We'll trap you all four corners, and like I say, just kind of wear on you. Um, day one, since we're pressing makes and misses, on day one, I like to get them doing the full the, the three-quarter court press. You know, we yeah. might just be throwing them in there on a scrimmage, just kind of getting their legs, you know, underneath them. But we throw them in there from day one and do that towards the end of practice. But our basic drills, we do start in the quarter court with it. Okay, so we'll – We'll take them work. We do a good job of breaking down our ones and twos and drills. We'll break down our threes on the other end with one of my assistants, and then we'll bring them back together for more of like a big time, like a five on eight shell drill or so. Mm -hmm. Did you want me to go over that, Kevin, or just want me to? Yeah, talk about your um, – kind of get into like where do you force it? you forcing – like where do you want your traps? Um, do you want it late? Do you want it early? Talk about that a little bit. Sure. So going back to the – the press part, the three-quarter. When that ball comes in, we are definitely want them to go up the outside alleys, off to the side, in a speed dribble. You know, I think teams that take and I love to see teams that try to to dribble through presses because that that benefits us. The teams that really spread you out and pass it, um, you know, they probably move the ball a little bit better, but we always tell them they got to get around half court sometimes, so just kind of be patient and, and do it that way, and we might get them more in the – the front court instead of the back court. But again, when the ball comes in, we are putting some type of pressure on the ball. Okay. Our twos, it's kind of like Vance Wahlberg's quarters press, the two, two, one. When that ball goes to a side, everyone should be at least on that side of half court. So our twos are moved over. Our threes are moved over. And we're looking for that speed dribble down the sideline. Once that happens, our pressure, Kevin, is usually you have the volleyball lines, those spike lines, those 10-foot lines, whatever you call them. Anything inside those back or front court is where we usually try to trap. And you know how it is. If you if they don't get the trap until the front court, we have that extra man, that six man, which is the yeah. uh, the, the half-court line. But we're looking for on either side to get a trap. And with, with that said, let's say we get a trap right here, okay, which is a one-two. The three is taking away the sideline, but we kind of use the terminology of, you know, take it, you know, make it look open, but don't take it away. We sure. want them to make that pass and then we'll take and go, go get it and trap it. Okay. We want them to, we want them to make that pass so we can get a steal. Um, and again, then your backside three, we call that, you know, deep middle. They're rotating over the, the, the balls or the weak side two is moving over, taking away short middle. Okay, so we're really loading up on that ball side. Our rules for pressure are we want a one-two trap, anything that's dribbled over half court. We usually two-three trap, anything that's passed over half court. So if we're in a trap right here and they make a pass up the sideline, 
That three is going to – that two is going to sprint and angle. Actually, they'll make a more of a sprint right. like this or a trap like this. And we'll make this into a two-three trap. And three comes over, two drops backside, one drops towards the middle. So we still have a, you know, a deep middle, a, a short middle uh, there as well. But if they take – this won't smear too much. No, that's right. You know, if they're coming up the sideline – and they take and reverse it back. Our ones and twos will sprint towards the middle at an angle. And if they start going up the other sideline, we'll continue on with a one-two trap on the other side as well. Okay. And I, the reason I like it, Kevin, is on the ball side, they see that trap coming because the two comes up and traps it with the one. But when they reverse it, the twos play, the twos play a tag in the middle. When that person goes up the sideline, that two takes them and then turns them back into the one, and it's kind of like a blind trap, kind of like a run and a jump. So you kind of have two, diff two different traps there uh, on both sides, on different sides of the floor, which is kind of nice. And once they pass out, out of that, we're really pretty much back into our quarter court defense, and we will then take and look to trap. I used to be the I used to only trap in the corners, in a right, right. Trap in the quarter. Yeah. But when I started getting depth and speed and everything. I started letting them trap even out front in those slot positions. And, but our rule is make sure you surprise them with the trap. You know, if they see it coming, then don't worry about the trap because they're just going to pass back or make an extra pass or so. Um, but if somebody fumbles the ball or they take and um, um, they don't see that trap coming, they turn their back, we're going to go. And, and you'll probably see that a little bit on some of these clips here in a little bit. We'll take and uh, go get another one, two trap. And really, this is. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. Yeah, Go let ahead. me ask you a question about traps because yeah. um, you mentioned a good point because um, like a lot of times I used to teach like, okay, we're only going to do one, maybe two traps. And I felt like my team was passive. Um, so I give them, I try to teach them well enough where they make it as if you feel like, this is what I tell, if you feel like you can trap her, you go for it. Yeah. And then we, we I'd rather have an over-aggressive team and then, but now, I mean, so a lot of my, my players will, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll get traps that I don't even think about, but you give them that, that ownership. Yeah. And I, it is not right. a call. It is not a call from the sideline from me. That is a feel from the players. I give them that freedom. And I always tell them all we want to do is just keep the offense off balance, you know? So um, just every so often do something like I have a rule in the quarter court, when the ball goes to the corner, we can take and do. So let's say the ball is right here. So we're going to have a three. I'm hoping you can see this, Kevin. We're going to have it. a three here. Okay. The two is going to be pretty much up here. Okay. One's here. Two's back. Three is here. When the ball goes to the corner, that two has three options. So let's say they have somebody right here. They can either go trap it with the – that's a two-three trap. They can play passing lane back, making it hard for them to reverse it, or they can bluff and peel back. But the rule is you can't do the same thing more than twice in a row. So if you if you track twice in a row, the next time you got to throw something else different. You got to play passing lane or bluff and peel back just to keep them guessing. Otherwise, you're going to get comfortable with what you do, and they're going to catch on and make certain passes. So we try to take and uh, do – you know, and sometimes we'll get a two-three trap here, and then that one, they'll shoot that reversal pass – we load up the two will come up and kind of take away that mid post high post. And, and especially with coaching girls, it's a lot different than coaching, but you can do a lot. You can cheat a little bit more with girls because right. 
girls can't make certain passes out of traps. And uh, so we can really load up to the ball and make it hard for them to find an open receiver. Yeah, I mean, you do lead the weak side uh, uh, rebounding. Oh. Oh, but you know what? The gamble. I love I love it that. Is. It is. I mean, you got to. You, yeah. you get beat maybe a couple times. And we, we another rule we have is don't get beat the same way twice in a row. Right, so if, right. if we take, like, even like in the press part, if we take and cheat a certain, we call it shooting gaps. If we shoot a gap and we get beat and they kind of hit, throw it to the middle of the press, the next time, don't shoot the gap. You know, you can't get beat the same way twice in a row. You stay there and really protect. Just, to, again, kind of keep them off balance because if, if you have certain tendencies you always do, they're going to call a timeout and the coach is going to basically remind their players, hey, this person is always looking to cheat here, so this is open. So we try to, like I say, Again, do everything we can to keep them off balance and keep that pressure on. And that's why we call it the one-two-two ball press. It doesn't matter where you're at on the court. You're always put pressure on the ball, wearing out the opponent. Yeah, pressure on the ball, so important. Coach, let's get to some video clips here a little bit and kind of just kind of walk us through it, what you're just talking about. Sure. Now, this will be my, again, 2021 team up at Boonville. Okay. So this is the state championship team in class four. Kevin, I know we've worked on this. For the viewers listening, this is the first time I've really done a share screen, so we're going to see yeah, if this yeah. works here. You let me know yeah. if that's up. It's up. Okay. Um, I don't have clips, but I have. I've kind of written down times. So I'll just kind of fast forward times. But, again, here in this video, um, we are in the dark uniforms. And this is against Macon, which is just north of Columbia here in Missouri. This was the sectional game. And what was special about this game is, this was really the first time that, and this was being a special season, this was the first game that was pretty much open to the public after COVID. So okay. every, every game we had leading up to that season, every girl got pretty much two tickets that they could share with their parents to game. So our, our crowds were, I mean, usually, usually we had full gyms the last 10 years. Leading up to this game, our gyms weren't very packed because of with COVID and stuff. So this is our first time having a, a, a packed gym and we're on this side behind this is me standing here, but we're on this side. So this place was really, was really rocking stuff that night, but this is the opening tip. Cause you'll, you'll kind of see, we get a steal here. We're very handsy. We get a layup and we get right into the one, two, two, the girl at the top plays at Western Illinois. She's a D one player. You can just kind of see how they move and play constantly moving. We had some really good threes. I mean, they just don't give you, let you relax. Right. You may do that again, Kevin, or you may just go on to the next one or. Yeah, just move on to the next coach. That, that was very clear. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to next one. Should be coming up here. I think it's coming up here pretty quick here. So let me fast forward just to. Okay, here it is real quick on this one. Again, protecting the middle hands. Okay, you can just see where hands again. There's a three coming up, protecting the uh, get a hands up on the middle and stuff. Just always being active with the hands. I think the twos probably should have played a little bit more. Let me pause this here. So real quick, if I do this with my cursor, can you see that? Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. Okay. So the twos have to protect inside out. Okay, we do not like the basketball getting in the middle. We if the ball's going to be, it's got to go around us around us, but never through us. So like anything else, anytime you're playing a zone, you you don't want things to go to the heart of the zone, to the middle of the zone. You want to push it to the outside. So again, sometimes we got to play a little bit better with our twos here. Hands got to be out a little bit more. The threes are coming up. 
being active. Okay, that's the pass we want to take away. But again, it helps when you have a, another all-stater in the back. I love that. I love that trap. Right, that's one of my favorite back traps. What I call it, um, girls, almost like a blind trap. That's oh, a yeah. great spot right there, right, Jared. Yeah, and and I'll tell you that the the threes in this defense, the ones and twos kind of get the defense going at the top. They're called well, I call them nats because nats you can take and swat on them as much as you want, but they always keep coming back. But the threes in the back of the press are, I think, what make or break your defense, especially the one, two, two. I mean, if they're act, they see everything that's going on in front of them. The more active they are, um, the better that defense is. And and we were lucky enough this year uh, to have. Uh, um, have two really good and a third one coming off the bench quite a bit. Here's one thing off of a, a miss. It's one of the better ones. We take a miss here. So you cheat you one here or? Oh, okay. Nope. This isn't off a miss. This, that's the next club. This is a, a dead ball. There was a timeout called. So we always try to switch it up a little bit. So here you're seeing a little bit of the two, two, one. Back to yeah. two. Three. So basically, after free throws, when we were shooting free throws, or they call a timeout or it's a dead ball, we would give them a different look. Just so we did two, two, one, back to two, three. Um, we did a lot of this last year here at School of the Osage. We're going to do a little bit more and actually take it to another level this year. And we're going to probably do a little bit more of that run and jump at the top of it. Let the let the top two guards take it. You know, it, if the ball goes to the sideline, those two are going to take and swarm the the ball handler. If the ball goes middle. We're going to trap it or jump switch it. So run and jump towards the middle, trap up the sideline type thing. Yeah. Um, and and even with our two three when we run it this year, we'll do the same thing with it. We're going to try to make it have a lot of those same things that the one two two does. So it doesn't matter what defense we're playing, it's constant just pressure, pressure, pressure. Awesome. Yeah, this is just sure. a look of our two two one being handy, being aggressive. That would be a trap. Again, get a jump ball right here. Again, not giving the, the offense time to relax one bit. Garrett, don't you want, I mean, don't you want them to try to split trap so you can tip? Yeah, I mean, if they get biased, that's our thing we tell the girls is get back yeah. in the play as quick as you can, tip from behind, because yeah. especially with the the one two two or even the two two one, if the top of the one two two back tips, most likely it's gonna go to the second line, the twos, and then they're gonna throw back over top for a layup. And that right, that's just right. demoralizing. I mean, just demoralizing for a team for the opponent and stuff. Yeah. Try to see what this is here. I know coming up here, there's one off a of miss. And I'll kind of tell you how we again just moving hands up. Let's see what we get here. Here's a trap out top. There you go. And we, like I said, like I said earlier, so watch this. Here's a good, the threes. We do something called a figure eight drill. Um, yeah. <laughs> quite often. And you're seeing yeah. this down here with, this is Emma West here. She came and subbed in for one of our stars. So she's really like our sixth man. Um, when the ball goes to the corner and the ball side three goes out, our backside three will, will run something we call a figure eight. You'll see them go on the low side. Yeah. And they'll kind of X step through. So they'll lead with their low hand. And then just taking, so if I'm going around some, I'm leading, like this girl will leave with, Emma will lead with her left hand, and then she'll basically front by stepping through, we call it an X step. And we do a drill called the figure eight drill. At the We do it the first week, maybe a little bit of the second week. And then eventually, it'll when we go five on eight, we'll put it all together 
and we don't have to do that drill anymore unless we just have to. But watch our threes. I mean, I mean, they they work. Here she's getting low fronting, and when that ball comes out of there, they go over top. So it's yeah, like a figure eight pattern down there. So again, constant being active. We like this this group love to run, and I mean, here's a foul and one. So just constant, constant, constant pressure. This next one's the one off the miss, Kevin, I believe. Okay. So we tell them off a miss. Okay, I'm going to – we tell them off a miss. We want all five girls – like our one, so Addie here, Addie Brownfield with the with the ball, since she's the, the one, the top of our press, her job is to locate the ball as quick as you can and kind of slow it down. All four of the other girls – sprint back through the middle of the floor. We don't want them out wide because that opens up the middle. We want them protecting inside out. So we tell them to sprint back into their positions as quick as they can. If the twos are back before the threes, the twos go back as far as they need to until the threes get by them, and then the twos start coming up. So on a miss, you know, it might be we might get into it in the three-quarter court. It might be more of a half-court trap. It might be a quarter-court trap, you know, press. But we try to get into it as quick as we can. And something I've noticed over the years is that since we do press off misses, teams don't, they just almost quit running on you. You know, it, right. you slow down so much, you dictate the tempo. You know, you kind of take control. And that even like here at well, School of the Osage last year, we didn't have the speed, the athleticism, the, the depth and stuff to really put the press on. Like I know we're going to be able to do here coming up this year. Um, but we still dictate a tempo by just slowing teams down. And then we try to speed you up a little bit more in the, in the quarter court. But here it is sure. off, off a miss real quick. You'll see. This is the layup. And here comes Addie slowing down. We get our twos and threes get back. Two start coming up. And now you can just see the, the pressure. And hey, there's one thing, Kevin, our, our one thing we always talk about, even with our, our breakdown drills is if they fumble the ball, we smell blood and we take yeah. it. We go right at you. So you can tell, watch when that ball gets fumbled here, watch these twos back here, Kennedy and Jody, who were unbelievable at the two position. You can start seeing them come up. They did exactly what we're talking about here. They start coming up, getting in position. So now it, another steal. Yeah, just out of control for sure. Yep. Okay, here's getting set defense. See what we get here. I wish I had more of the quarter court where you see steals in the. We, we never really got a whole lot of steals in the. Uh, in those baseline, here comes the, now they're attacking. So again, Kennedy here read her, and she must. I don't let me see what she saw here, but number two. Yeah. Just no, oh, it's all back. There you go. Turned her back, and she went for it. Now Kennedy would have been told. If uh, that girl would have taken a made a pass or something, Kennedy knows don't make the same mistake twice in a row. So Kennedy wouldn't have done that the next possession. Yeah. Derek, go over that again a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to – it's just buffering a little bit, so. No problem. Um, hey, let me let me – why it's doing yeah. that, let me ask you a question. Um, 
Yeah, I love. You know what's funny is that it, I love what you guys do. It, it's it's aggressive, but you guys are kind of waiting for that moment. Um, that's what yeah. it looks like, and so forth. And and uh, I'm a little bit different than I, I actually. We literally go. We we go after you. You go at you. We we time. We let them come to us a lot. Yeah. Now, there's times I don't have it on here, but there's times where we'll take and push it up on the ball. And it'll be yeah. more of a full court where it's those quick traps, kind of like a diamond in one. We'll yeah. give you a look. A lot of times we will do that against teams that we know we can put you away right away or a team that really tries to slow you down. And we do that to try to get them sped up right from the beginning and uh, just to get them playing the way we want to play. But yeah, I mean, with the ball press, it's more of a, there's pressure and stuff, but it's more of just a constant, you know, we're going we're gonna to put you, get you in a speed dribble. Once you make those mistakes, we're going to come, come get you a little bit. So it's yeah. gonna, to me, the two-two-one is is more of an aggressive go, go at you zone than the one-two-two. So that yeah. this year, when we got to the semifinal game, it's the final four at state. Um, we played Benton, who is, I mean, they have tradition, but they're one of those just blue collar, just kind of nothing, nothing flashy about them at all. So there came a point where we had to switch the two-two-one to two or back to the two-three just to speed them up because we were kind of getting back to their tempo. So I'm going to try to go here. I don't know why it's doing this, but got a couple, two more, I think, Kevin. Okay. And the last one, I'm going to kind of just let it play. Not this one, but the next clip, I'm just going to let it play out. Okay. Yeah, here's the 2-2-1 two, two, again. Jody needs to be up there. No, this one two two. We stayed in it, I guess. Good. Now we're going to protect middle. Again, there's the three. Brooke, who is really good. She reads that cross-court pass, which we work on. She shoots that gap and gets a pick. So it looked open, but she was close enough to, to take it away there. And here's the last. I'm going to let this last one play out. It's the last minute, 20 seconds of the first half. And we kind of go on a run here just to kind of close out the half and go up by 18. So I think we were up by 12 or 14. And in that last minute or so, we score about four or so unanswered. And it kind of opened it up a little bit, kind of opened up the game quite a bit here. So I'm just going to let that play. I think we get a back door. I think Addie sits up here. She's posting, but this isn't what we get. Oh, this is – we're, we're playback, so – I think they called her on a traveling. Okay, here's Addie. So I think it might be 38-20 at, at half. Okay, they're going to get shooting the gap, going for a steal right there. And again, if they would have capitalized off this. Now, here's something else, which is great, Kevin. In this play, once Jody, we teach this as well, Jody Bass is here on the back. She's a backside two right now. She's going to shoot that gap looking for a steal, but she doesn't get it. So Addie, the point or the point of this thing, the one, you'll see her communicate with Jody saying, hey, I got it. I'm going to be the two, you be the one. So they kind of switch positions, which is nice. Here's Addie telling her she's got it. Yeah. She yeah. becomes a two, and then Jody becomes the one. And then whenever they can switch back, they take and do so. I know we get something here coming up here pretty quick.
So not a lot of pressure right here, but, and we get a lot of those is a lot of times it's not like you're going to get to steal every possession, but you're going to get a, a shuffle of feet, a pass out of bounds. Right. You get more of those than an actual steal. Yeah. Forcing them, kind of rushing them. Kids yeah, get so out here, of here's yeah. 40 seconds left. We're up by four or up by 14, 40 seconds left. And we get two, two baskets. Here's a nice back door, back cut layup. And 30 seconds left, you would think they would want one more shot or something. But we get a, a nice, again, Kennedy here on the backside gets a gets a steal, and we get a layup towards the end. Yeah. And that right before half, that was just, that got us, that got us going. I'm sure it, it was just the opposite for them. Yeah. And then, again, seven seconds, nothing happened there towards the end. Yeah, I love that, Coach. It's funny how pressing is. I'm surprised more, more, more teams don't do it because don't you feel, Jared, you can actually take lesser talented yes. teams and be more competitive? You might not beat the great teams. I well, just think it, it it's it's really better for the average teams. Well, that's why I talk about being like a an equalizer defense. And yeah. I think especially with girls especially with girls, you know, you could take that average team and, and probably compete or beat some really good teams because of the way you play. And, and it's a way to give yourself a chance. You might not be in a half, in a half court game. You might not even have a anywhere near a chance with them, right. but it might take something like that where you, you are kind of controlling the tempo. They're playing the, the, the how you want to play. And, and I think especially this mm -hmm. year, I'm hoping we're with that. I think it's going to be the same way this year here at School of the Osage is that team rebounded the ball well. Sometimes within a zone, um, especially the one two two, you struggle to rebound. I would say that's right. probably a, dis a disadvantage sometime. But we're hoping the steals and the turnovers outweigh giving up some rebounds here and there. Uh, we do not like taking and getting beat. Like in transition, the teams I've had in the past, we do not – it, it's a slap in the face if we give up stuff in transition. I mean, our usually our defensive transition is 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 done pretty well where we don't give up those. You know, like sometimes when you play like a diamond and one, you're going to give up something on the backside. With the one, two, two, you have two oh, yeah. players yeah. Back there. Two players back there, you're not going to give up as much. Um, so, but. Yeah, it's tempo though. So I mean, you guys definitely control the tempo there. Uh, and they might beat it every once in a while, but you definitely controlled the, the tempo. And I, they, it was definitely in your favor. Yeah. For sure on that. Coach, talk about, um, I want you to, first of all, talk about how teams beat you. Like what, what's some of the weaknesses of how your better teams have beaten? You can diagram that for us. Because I want to know, um, you know, just from being a pressing coach, I know a certain ways how people beat us, but I want to know how teams attack you well i think and i don't even know if i don't even need the board i think it's just <laughs> for us i've and i and i'm it's okay telling coaches this because it doesn't matter i mean they still <laughs> preparing their stuff but a couple of them i mean one shooters teams that have shooters especially at one two two teams will take and i mean they'll put their shooters in those corners and they'll yeah. try to you know they'll try to run those diagonal passes from here to here one more pass to the corner real quick if you think about it, when the ball when the ball is here, you have a three, you have a three here, a three here, so they're going to diagonal one more past the corner, and that three yeah. has to get all the way over there. 
So one way now, one way that shooters hurts anything that makes, that makes a coach that makes an offense look better, but you know, we'll tell a two on the backside, you know, we'll tell the two you need close out and then peel back in that passing lane just to slow it down. So we'll tell them to kind of close out. Like on this one, they would close out with their inside hand and kind of peel back in the pass lane, just kind of hope slow them down just to buy in that split second for everybody else to get back. Or we'll tell the, the ball side three or the two over there, you gotta you gotta add more pressure so they don't see that diagonal pass to make it type thing. So I think shoot I mean shooters hurt everything, but definitely shooters. They're gonna pick on those threes, especially somebody who's slower. And then sometimes, I mean the one, two, two, you're exposed a little bit in the high post area. So teams, right. you if they if they the the thing that hurts us more than anything is maybe when you put like a playmaker in there, somebody that can actually pass from there. Sometimes it's not the post. It's a playmaker who can pass and shoot and handle the ball in those tight areas and everything. And uh, sometimes we do, you know, that is something we have. We have something called flathead. So we'll, we will take, and this is, to me, is very good if you have a lead. If you don't have a lead, it kind of hurts because it takes away your aggressiveness up top. But we'll just take our one, two, two, and we'll kind of make it a three, two. We'll take right. that one from here and we'll just flatten them out. And then we'll let our twos, um, it's kind of like your buzz a little bit, if you think about it. Wow. Those twos will kind of get out there more in the passing lane. There it is. Get out yeah. there in the passing lane. And the, the one will back into the – we tell them stay inside the, the top of the key, inside the circle there. Um, but, um, again, they're kind of helping on the mid post, the high post area, at the same time kind of getting a hand up on the shooter just to slow them down. And that's a good thing to do if you have a lead late in the game. That's a good way to kind of – uh, maybe mess with another team, even if they don't have a high post, just kind of throw them off. But those are the things that usually maybe, I don't want to say cause us a lot of problems, but um, give us the most, you know, where we have to make adjustments is just shooters really spreading you out um, and then putting that playmaker inside that high post that makes things happen. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. I, I like to put my best player score right there at the high post. So she can, what happens a lot is, or even I might run a little high-low action. Yeah. So have her attack that gap right in the middle, maybe drop it off to the post or kick it to one of our shooters. We do that too. Um, we, so that's, I do. I will keep my big sometimes along the, you know, short corner, short corner along the baseline. And then we'll, we'll basically let, we'll call them rovers and we'll let any of the four perimeter players flash in there and just kind of hold for a second or two and then get out, replay. And then somebody else will, you know, when they exit out, somebody, re and then we'll play high-low out of that. We'll get them diving or we'll get them playing, you know, getting the ball to the post in the short yeah. corner. And it looks like you guys are physical, man. I mean, you got to be bumping cutters. And I'm sure if you have a great player in there, Jared, I know you guys are fronting her or whatever, very physical, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, like I say, sometimes it might not be – what the threes are doing is more of let's make sure the the their wings or their guards don't even see the post, even if they're open. So we got to make sure we put more pressure on them, um, act with the hands, you know, and all that stuff just so they take in or they, or they try to get rid of the ball as, as quick as they can. Cause they know, you know, eventually maybe there'll, there'll be a trap or something, but, but definitely as you saw in the video and a lot of people who've played against us know our threes, can get really, especially when we're front and stuff, get really physical. Yeah. And, and again, a lot of times 
with our style, you take away their effectiveness because over time they get tired, you know, and not only, not only when they're on offense playing against our defense, but then we try to run and get out in transition. So they're, they don't get a break. They're trying, they're having to work on both ends of the floor. For sure. Hey, Coach, uh, I know you're going to be coming to our Legends Clinic. Uh, hey, Jared, you can't give all the info now because you got to you got to save it for the clinic. I got plenty. I got. I'll probably take and the first time. A lot of the stuff we discussed here, we did the first time I was down there. Um, uh, and then the second time I came a, a few years ago, it was more of just kind of a. I added on more of like full court drills and stuff. So I think I'm, Kevin. Yeah. If you don't mind, I probably just have a combination. Of it. Love it. It's been a number of years. I think it's probably been five or so years since I, I went down there the first time and there'll probably be some new people coming and watching. But um, I think, you know, it's a co college girl women's team, right? Coming in. Yes. yes. And I think I'm the second one up behind Charmin. So uh, I will take and get them working and get yeah. them up here in the morning. But um, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to show a lot of stuff in the quarter. I'm really going to show how we break it down from the quarter court and then give a, a few um uh, the full court things we do yeah absolutely coach on that and um yeah we'll have matter of fact we'll have two uh smart boards so if you want to you know you're going to hopefully you can send me some some clips that you can actually i have a guy with control on it if you want to have them look at some clips and go to the court i'll kind of leave that up to you and so forth um to kind of give everybody kind of different um different ways to learn okay that'll work i'm excited i can't wait and for us, it's an all-night drive. We'll leave here probably going on midnight and drive throughout the night and uh, um, kind of rest a little bit on Saturday before we get going on Sunday, then head back on, yeah. on Monday. So I can't thank you enough, Kevin, for having me down for the third time and stuff. I always appreciate it and, and always enjoy. It's a, the topics the topics you have this year, I'm, I'm really excited about. You know, the, you know, deals with like, you know, finding fun ways to condition. The, right. uh, the 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 transition type stuff in a five out the screening all things that I know I'm not only going to take and be presenting but I'm going to be learning as well and for the coaches out there listening to this podcast even the coaches who've had success and won a lot of games the great ones continue to try to learn for sure you know, they don't think they 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 know everything and stuff so um you know I think I think coaches that's why you, it'd be nice gives me coaches there this clinic as 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 we can because there's a lot of great topics from all different areas and it's high school related. It's not high like school. you have the college coaches who have the, the 12 managers and stuff or the, the six ten players. We have the, the typical athlete you see in high school and which everyone can kind of relate to. Yeah. And, and I know you guys are driving. I just came back from um, yeah. like an hour drive from Indiana. <laughs> going to I, the hoop, I hoop practiced. Hoop. I, when I was up at Scotland County before I came to Boonville, yeah. we took and um we practiced there. So I've been there three or four times to Hoosier Gym. Nice. And actually I've been there for the uh um uh, with a lot of the the players from the movie. They'll come back for different reunions and stuff. And I've yeah, got yeah. taken with them and they're great because most of them are Indiana guys anyway. But yeah, what a great I mean, that's just awesome to do something like that. You need to get Matt, Matt Smith, you need to get him to have me come out to Hoosier gym one time and present. I would love to go out there and do the ball press on the, uh, the Hickory court. There's no doubt. I mean, he's already looking. I, I keep telling Matt that he should have, I mean, you'd be perfect Jared on it. I'll definitely mention Matt's going to be there. 
at oh, Michael. Okay. He's going to be he filming. Is. I know he usually yeah. is. You know, I've done a podcast with 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 Matt as well and great stuff. Yeah. But, man, that would be it's like a bucket list thing, you know. <laughs> no doubt, man. And um, and the, the clinic was great. Um, there wasn't. It was one high school coach, um, uh, Greg White, out of Arkansas. Arkansas, yep. Um, really good coach, but um, I I think it'd be I think you'd be a nice match for that clinic. You would have yeah. a ball, man. And I saw you got to meet Don Showalter. Was Don yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah Don, legend. I've worked a couple of Snow Valley camps, not the ones up in Iowa where he's, you know, but right. they've they've kind of bought the rights and brought it to Missouri. And I've I've worked the girls' um, camps, and those are Don is unbelievable when it comes to USA basketball. Same thing with Charmin, yes. you know, because Charmin talked last time, right? He talked at the last clinic. Yes. 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 So that that'll be. I'm excited to see his three on three, four on four stuff and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you giving compliments to the clinic. I, I'm a total believer oh. in high school resources. I think we don't do enough with high school guys, man, and women. I got some great women coaches coming. I mean, there's some great coaches out here um, that I think we can all pick up and relate to. Oh, definitely. And I, I've just enjoyed listening to the championship podcast because I'm a walker. I go out and walk every night. Yeah, that's what I do. It's my time relaxes, especially leading up to the clinic. You have all the, I think I'm. Am I the last one on here? Hey, you're. Hey, say the yeah. best for last. There you go. But um, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but um, the the podcaster are great as well, and you learn a lot just from in, from the podcast. So right. I'm like I said, I'm excited. I can't wait to to present, but also learn myself. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I appreciate that, Coach Man. Hey, I, I, I owe you for that one. Uh, thank you, Beth for uh, supporting the championship vision, man. <laughs> no uh, Anytime on that. All right, Coach, thank you so much. Continue good luck uh, with your team at School of the Osage, man. I know you're doing a great job. I'm excited to see how far you guys go this year, but I appreciate I you coming on. I am, and I'm, I'm excited to take and like use this clinic to kind of tell people about the School of the Osage and what we're doing like that. So it's a way to kind of get what we do out to areas of the country, you know, outside of the Missouri, um, kind of get your name out there, so. So I appreciate it, but I'm definitely excited about this group coming up. Yes, sir. And actually, we're having actually Matt's gonna video. We're gonna video it and then um, you know offer it to coaches and so forth of the whole clinic. So it should be uh, should be a nice little uh, addition to it. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Coach. I appreciate it, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you on September 17th. Thanks, Kevin. All right, thanks, Jared. Appreciate it. Coaches, before we jump in, I just want to give you a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been connected with their team for the past few years and have used their products for a while now. Beyond their innovative and user-friendly shooting machines, they also are great people with tremendous customer service. It's no wonder why they have become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com and at drdishbball on social media. And mention Legends Clinic Series when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off your purchase.